everyone. Thank you so much for joining me again on MindSync Podcast. I am very excited today. I have someone from across the pond. Across the <laughs> pond. I, I'm, I'm running into a lot of my friends, some new friends. You know, across yeah. the pond is sounding good to me, you know? Yes, yes, yes. We're expanding our horizons. <laughs> so this is Jay from Philadelphia, right? I'm not yep. saying that wrong. Yeah, from Philly. I've met a lot of people from Philly when I was living in Miami and they are absolutely amazing. There's just so much fun. Oh yeah. Really, oh yeah. Really oh yeah. We're, yeah. Well, you know, not to talk bad about any other state, but yeah, we keep it real over here, you know. As we... Thank you very much for joining me today. I've Thank been wanting to having someone, especially a dad. Yes. Um, so if you can tell us a little bit uh, about yourself, uh, I've been listening to your podcast. It's really, really good. Um, obviously we're just going to put up the link later on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I find it very, very inspiring the fact that you are so dedicated to your son, Thank that you. you just speak from the heart. And that's mainly what I want people to get the fact that dads can also be involved. Dads yes. can play a major, major role in their yes. child's development. Um, and, and I think it's great what you do. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Uh, first off, uh, thank you. I mean, it, it's, you know, by the grace of God, I'm able to do things like this and, and touch people the way I touch them. So, I, you know, I just got to give praise to him. Uh, so where do I start? Uh, let's start off by just all the parents out there, the awesome fathers, the awesome mothers that are out there, the caretakers, whoever you may be, you have to remember you are doing a phenomenal job. There is nothing that you are not doing right now that that child does not uh, appreciate and does not look at every single day. So don't ever think that you're lacking in some, some area. You're doing the best that you possibly can. Um, you're rolling with the punches, as they say, you know. Um, so that's a little bit of uh, hope I would like to just put out there before we get started on me. So um, <clears throat> where I was uh, several years ago, um, uh, to be exact, uh, is not who I am right now. And the change that happened with me uh, first was by my my faith uh, coming in, into uh, my religion, which is Christianity, you know, discovering God, um, empowering me, but also to my son. My son was a very, very important part of my growth as a man. So you're, you're talking about a individual, myself, who uh, hated just everybody for no reason. You know, we just grew up. Uh, I had, you know, the not so, not so bad circumstances, uh, but uh, you know, life threw the best that it possibly could at me. Um, you know, I, I unfortunately had to watch my mom pass away in front of me due to cancer. Um, you know, a couple other things where I was bouncing around from home to home. Um, I had a lot of hostility in me. I had a lot of. Uh, anger aggression out here you know i had to keep my cool i hadn't i couldn't break a sweat because i couldn't let uh, a female or another man see me at my lowest <clears throat> it's that vulnerability that people don't like to see and i exactly. I, I mean i can completely relate to you because I, I also lost my dad to to cancer and i was wow. i was only 16 when that oh, happened wow. so i was very very wow. young yeah. um and that's the thing is that that you put up this wall Mm -hmm. you are strong that you mm -hmm. just you know it's like oh no it didn't affect me mm -hmm. um, and i think it's when you have children like we have it's mm -hmm. like when that wall starts coming down exactly 
Exactly. I think I think more so you have to remember the fundamentals of our children, our awesome children are really the characteristics of, of God, you know, that empathy, that compassion, uh, that sympathy, that love, you know, that uh, that 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 truthful, that firm truth that they'll be able to tell you, you know, they'll tell you just straight out. Yeah, I don't like that, you know, but they don't mean any harm. It's just them being just undoubtedly just honest with you. And, and these are the things which we lack as humans every single day. We try to get back to that, but we lack it. These individuals are awesome individuals and awesome adults. They have it. They, they every single day. This is something that they they pack on to their life. They pack on to their back. They go out. They smile. They hug. You know. They want to make sure that you're having a good time. So I think you know. No, it's not more that I think. I know we can learn so much more from uh, observing individuals that are on the autism spectrum and also those with special needs across the board, whatever it may be. Um, like I said, you know, I, I I just learned how to love from my son, the love that he was giving me undoubtedly. And it's the love that's given from all children to their parents. But this was so profound to me because it was just him being himself and just being happy with the bare minimum. Um, you know, one, one of my things was, you know, moving into my first apartment. I remember I didn't have no furniture. I couldn't afford anything. And I remember I had a TV that I bought for like $20. It was a small TV. I had a stand that was given to me, donated to me. And I had this bean bag that I bought for him. So when he comes over, he has something to sit on while he watching TV. And when I tell you this kid was absolutely ecstatic about just that bean bag and being able to watch his videos with his dad. And I mean, an empty apartment, no furniture and everything. I mean, that hits home. That was something to build my character. I didn't know it at that time because I was just like, oh my God, how can my son see me like this? I don't have anything in my apartment. I'm just starting off. But this was the fundamentals that were starting to build in me. And I didn't even recognize it. I didn't even see it until uh, it all sort of, quote unquote, came crashing down later on. But it was a good crash, but it came crashing down. Um, but these were the things. And, uh, you, know, it, it, you know, to sum it up, throughout you know my life the early part of my life my son was the very intricate part because in the midst of me breaking down because of my own wrongdoings uh you know men we normally like to mask our feelings when it comes down yes. to uh processing autism with alcohol going out other scandalous things that we're not supposed to be doing he loved me regardless pure and just just without any contempt and what that showed me was that someone at my lowest will see that I'm the best and I need to see myself as the best in order to be the best, I must do the best, which means I must be the best uh, example, the role model that I could possibly be. That means no more drinking, you know, like how I was drinking every weekend, no more going out like that, really spending that quality time together with him, building with him, building myself up. Um, so it, it, it really was a, a, a really, a really good experience for me. I, I could have been so, uh, so down the wrong path <laughs> right about now, but you know, it, it, he turned me around. He helped me turn, turn around and, you know, and that's the thing is like any child, you know, mm -hmm. let's take autism out of the, out of the equation, any mm -hmm. child, what they want is their parents to show up, yeah. their parents to be there, to be present. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter, matter whether you are rich or poor. It's just 
whether the parent is there. I mean, I remember, you know, I separated from my ex-husband and mm -hmm. I was the one that left. Yeah. And I took the kids and we okay. came into this house and we had nothing. nothing. And funny enough, Angel was sitting down today. He started looking around. He goes, Mommy, do you remember when we came to this house? We had nothing. And literally, like, the walls were just plastered. We didn't have flooring. Wow. Everything was just completely redone because of the previous tenants completely destroyed the house. Wow. So we had to literally start from scratch. Wow. And he goes, look how far we've come. Wow. And I was so, like, I was almost in tears. because Yes, he, yes. Like, That's... Oh. That's you know? good. I mean, you, you, you look at that, you know, how far you have come. So, so let's, let's, let's unpack this a little bit more for a mom. Let's, let's, let's veer off the desk. Let's go to a mom right now. That's really struggling with herself, really thinking that she's not doing the most uh, for her awesome child. You have to understand is that you are building a foundation that no one can touch. And it feels like no one understands uh, it feels like you're alone. It feels like it's no one out there. You have to understand that in order for a foundation to be built, it has to stand alone. That's the first yeah. most important rule it has to stand alone. Now, once it stands alone and it's, it's firm, it's strong, then you start to build those layers of your house. And that's going to be with the education. That's going to be with that quality time. That's going to be with the, you know, the disappointments in life, learning about autism, learning what the triggers are, what the meltdown days are, what's going to be your happy moments, what's going to be your sad moments. It's life. It is life. But now, instead of looking at life in your eyes, you have to remove yourself from that and put yourself in a perspective of your child. Your child sees this world in a totally different, different perspective. Right now. now, in the midst of that, back to the men, just because you are pretty much quote unquote off the hook as far as having your child, if you are separated, if you're not together with the uh, mother of your child, does not mean that you do not have an important role of being there. You should not be okay with being the every other weekend father. That is exactly. not something. That is and, something and you that's can't. The thing, do. It's like as they grow, mm -hmm. you know, they start to remember. And these children, they have such a great memory. Yeah. They take everything very literally. Yes. Um, you know, Angel, with Angel, he's 10. He just got his ASD diagnosis last okay. about two weeks ago. And then I have Kalel. He's five and he got his diagnosis um, a year and a half ago. Okay. So I have both boys. Kalal wow. is non, it's completely nonverbal. Okay. But Angel, he does. He's, wow, he can tell you things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they come out of that mouth. It's like, okay. Wow. Um, and he's so smart. And, and, you know, when we separated me and my ex husband, he would say, like, why is it daddy around more? Mm -hmm. and, and and I know that for my ex-husband, it took him so long to come to terms mm -hmm. with having a child with autism. Mm -hmm. And 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 I think even though he even though now he has come to he struggles yeah. with it still. Yeah. And and it's a it's a long road. And I think that for moms are it's a bit little bit easier because we had them in our belly. Mm -hmm. you know, it's that connection that we have mm -hmm. that is unbreakable. Yep. But with dads, I always said the same thing. Dads to have that bond with their child is so difficult mm -hmm. because, you know, the baby, when they're babies, they're always with mom because mom is breastfeeding, mom is doing the, the changing. And we live in a society that 
over there in America, I know it because I live there, is way worse than it is yeah. here. Um, yeah. and even mothers don't have maternity leave, mm -hmm. let alone dads. Mm -hmm. So they don't get to form that bond. And then when all these characteristics starts showing up and you see that your child is different. Mm -hmm. And I hate to use the word normal because to me, all our children are normal. Nobody on this planet is normal. <laughs> we're all we're all different. We're all crazy. It's nobody on this planet that's normal. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. not. Yeah, yeah. And but when you see when the dads they're like, why isn't he or she doing this? Mm -hmm. And comparing it to other children. Yes, yes. It is so hard for them to understand. You know, okay, there might be something. It's hard for them to accept that there exactly. might be something else going on. Uh, but as I said, I mean, it, it is amazing the way, you know, you spend the time with your child, how you speak about him. Um, it's, and I've seen the pictures. He is absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. He's a, he's a little, he's a little charmer. He's a little charmer. He, uh, he knows, he knows he, he got, he got, he got the jeans. He got the Owens jeans. So, you know, he's a charmer. <laughs> you know? So. How old is he now? He's 12. He's a uh, preteen. Um, I'm pretty Ooh. scared. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty scared. But then again, I'm, I'm pretty confident in him. Uh, you know, he loves school. Uh, he's very, he loves school, like loves, loves school, uh, straight A and B student on a roll every single year. Uh, going into his uh, new school, he was actually student of the month, two years in a three years in a row, excuse me, three years in a row. Um, simply amazing. And he's in a mainstream school. There is wow. nothing, there is no, no programs. He has an aide that follows him around. Uh, now, he has a student advisor that he can actually go to, um, but he's engaged. And the thing I remember from um, IEP meeting, once again, fellas, gentlemen, you must be present at okay. the IEP meeting. So that's the other thing. And, I, yes. and let me just give that, that no, little thing so people can understand. An IEP is mm -hmm. an independent um, educational plan. Yes. Here we call it EHCP, which is an okay. educational healthcare plan. Oh, wow. Okay. But yeah, it, it is more technical. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot, a lot of more us. <laughs> <laughs> a lot more, but you know, it's the same thing. Same thing. <laughs> um, it's a report card. It's it's a report card. You know, people uh, frown their faces on an IEP, but you got to remember is that even adults who are not on the spectrum receives an IEP. Kids who are on the spectrum receives an IEP. There, the children are report cards. Us is, uh, you know, um, productivity reports at work. When we want to get our raise, they sit there and they match everything up and like, oh, last quarter you did this, this quarter you did this, you're doing good. We all get IEP, so you shouldn't frown upon it. Upon yeah. it, the the main thing, fellas, is that you don't want to be the absentee person on the IEP meetings dialogue. Meaning, mother has a mother name, paraprofessional, 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 dad, and there's no name. I've been there. I've seen it. I've yeah. done it. It's the worst feeling that you could possibly have because you're sitting at the table with everyone who is deeply involved and rooted in your child. They don't know you and you have no say in exactly what's going on there. So don't do it. Get involved. 
read over the IEP, make sure that the goals are being changed every quarter, make sure that the teachers are being accountable. But the most important thing, make sure you're holding yourself accountable as well, because it starts at home and it trickles over to the school. They need your help just as much as uh, as much as you need their help, you know? Yes, no, um, definitely, I agree. So the IEPs over there are mm -hmm. reviewed quarterly. Yes, well, okay. you, you have the opportunity to review them quarterly um, or you can review them every month. It really, really depends on what you and uh, the staff there at the educational institution decide on. Okay. Uh, for my son, it is quarterly. Um, we go over everything that he's been doing, where he's at. Uh, this gives me a roadmap at home, being that I'm in a new family, a blended family, so that when he comes over, I know what to work with him on. Um, I'm constantly getting emails, updates from his teachers to understand where he's at as far as the classroom. And, and one thing before I, it skips my mind, one of his teachers, his social study teacher, and this, this I, I almost cried when I heard this, the last IEP meeting, she said, Shane, which is my son's name, he comes into the classroom and he greets every single student that walks in that door and he makes sure he knows every student's name if uh, he doesn't know a student's name he will walk up to them and ask them their name and he will memorize that how great is that how 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 great is that that somebody wants to take the initiative to make sure that they know that you exist isn't that what we're isn't that what we're searching for that's what we're looking for as people that's why we're on instagram that's why we're on facebook to belong and these people want you to belong in their world it's just it's just another point of how amazing our awesome children are oh yes and you know you saying all this it shows how this is a spectrum uh angel for example he has very 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 bad retention Okay. So he cannot remember people's name. And okay. that is something that really frustrates him because when I ask him, oh, um, your birthday's coming up, you know, who do you want to invite? Mm -hmm. And he has so many faces in his head, but he cannot come up with any of the names because he mm -hmm. can't remember the names. But Angel is the type of boy that if he sees a homeless person outside a supermarket, he will go in, he will buy a full meal, wow. and he will get it outside. Look just at that. that person. Look at that. It's that they, I hate when they say autistic people don't have emotions. That's <laughs> not true. Yeah, that's not no. true at all. It's, not it, at all. And it's really frustrating that there is this stigma about autism, that they don't know communication, they can't mm -hmm. have emotions, so they not, uh, they can't have relationships. No, they they are mo the most empathetic human yes. beings in this planet. Yes. And I think people are saying, Oh, there's so many autistic people right now. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. It's amazing. Yes. And they are the ones that are going to change this whole mess that we exactly. are right now. Exactly. Exactly. 100%. Um, what we're, we're now in one in 54 children who are diagnosed here in the United States with autism, uh, who are on the spectrum. Um, I always used to use this analogy, whereas though I say we always claim to be the quote unquote normal ones. But what if we are the odd ones and they are the normal ones, the ones that are supposed to be here on this planet. So you got to think outside the box here, people. There's a growing reason why our children are coming out 
with this special gift. And I hate to, I don't want to use anything else but a special gift. They're superheroes and they are evolving more and more. They are some of the smartest people and they've been here. Um, Albert Einstein, you're thinking about Dan Aykroyd, uh, Anthony Hopkins. These are people, Jerry Seinfeld. These are people who are famous. These are people who, who make people laugh, who have done something for, for the evolution of life, who are on the spectrum. How can we not notice these individuals for the exactly. gift and for everything that they have, you know? And I think it's great now that people, more celebrities are coming out saying, yes, I am ADHD, mm -hmm. I am autistic, mm -hmm. I have dyslexia, because mm -hmm. it's that representation that our children need. So they yep. can see that they can be whatever they want, whoever they want, they can be successful as the guy on TV. Yep. And it's just doing that my main drive to start doing all this with autism and the children it's when i saw a report saying that the life expectancy of an autistic adult was 54 years old mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the main reason of death were suicide mm. so i started like unpicking everything and why is that it's just because of the great stigma that is out there about neurodiversity mm -hmm. And I don't want that for my children. And I'm sure you don't want that for Shane either. Yeah. No, definitely not. I want to make sure that they have a, a, a fulfilling life. You know, they have a career. If they have, if they want to have a partner, they can have a partner. Um, they can have children if that's what they wish. Angel comes to me and says, I'm not going to have children of my own. I'm not, not going to have biological children. But I'm going to adopt because there are many out there. There you go. There you go. And he's I only 10. He's only 10 and he's, he's thinking surpass with a lot of us are actually thinking. I mean, it, it, it goes to show one of, one of the scariest things as a parent, and I'm sure you know this, is, is just thinking about what is going to happen when you're gone. You know, when you oh, leave this yeah. planet, what is going to happen of your child? And once again, this is where the building blocks, that foundation is going to come in. You know, this is that every day going in yes it is going to get aggravating it's going to be a struggle it's going to be hard you know what because they're they're not going to get it immediately you're you're trying to change their way of thinking to possibly just blend in don't do that we always applaud people for being different for going outside the box you know we always hear that think outside the box we have individuals that do that let them be who they're going to be but enhance the gift that they actually have. Let them know that it's okay for them to be exactly who they are, but this is what you need to know. This is what you need to say. These are the people you need to be around. This is, this is what you should look at as far as uh, higher education. What do you wanna be? These are the questions that you have to ask. You can't do that fathers if you're absent. You can't. You can't do that if you're still stuck asking God, why did you give me this child that I didn't want? You can't do that if you still think it's just about you. This is not about you. Anybody who has children already know, as soon as that baby comes out the womb, it's done. <laughs> it's no more about you. It's all about them. And that is it. There is yeah, nothing else. There is nothing else about you until you reach your deathbed. That's when it's about you. But until then, it's all about them. I suffered from that. First time the diagnosis came with my son, I blamed everybody. I blamed my partner, which is another thing. Please stop pointing a finger. 
It is not from his side. It is not from your side, mothers. It don't matter where it's from. Just take on the blessing that was given to you because there are so many mothers out here that cannot even have one child. Exactly. And you have the opportunity to have a child that will love you deeply for the rest of your life. The closest love that you could possibly get to God is going to be given to you in this child. Okay. That's the thing. Don't, don't point fingers. You have to realize what this is. This is probably the hardest battle you're going to have in life. And it's going to strengthen you just like it strengthened me. But I had to sit there and take so much time out. And it's going to be so frustrating in the process. It is. It it's is. It's going to be really hard. And it's, and that's the thing. I don't think it's fair on either side to leave either parent alone with mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. you know, if you were there and to the point that you thought that your child was neurotypical, mm -hmm. then why you're not here when mm -hmm. you know that your child is not. Mm -hmm. The pressure is on parents. It's it is. huge. It's it huge. Is. The expectations from, you know, the schools, the professionals, the medic, uh, the, the doctors, the any medical staff that they have on the parent on that the, on the development of the child. Mm -hmm. And if you know that you have a second parent that is there because it's not dead, then no. you're expecting that parent and it's fair to expect that help. Yes. Because we all need it. I mean, they all, yep. they all say, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. Yes. Well, it takes a freaking town to raise an adult. Yes, yes, it does. Yes, it does. It's a city, you know, you need the support from everyone and everywhere and you can, and you just grab it from wherever it comes. And it's sad when you don't have that support from that dad or that mom because mm -hmm. i'm not saying that dads are the, the only ones you know that turn around and don't look back on their uh, to their children it's oh, also yeah. moms there are There's many moms, moms out there that mm -hmm. they want nothing to do with a child because mm -hmm. they have some sort of disability or additional needs mm -hmm. so it's it's it's, it's it, as you said having these children it is a blessing it is and we just have to take it as it is a real blessing and mm -hmm. it's hard. It's frustrating. There are many nights that I just go to bed and cry right. because, you know, we we right now are going through one of the ones that he doesn't sleep, oh, and wow. then I'm just a zombie every day, and I'm tired. And then wow. it comes to times that I snap at him, and then I feel guilty because I snapped at my child, but I snap because I'm human. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. I'm deprived. So it is that support that every single parent needs. And if there is a parent, then that parent should be giving that support to the child. Yes, 100%. I, I, I agree. The support system um, that you need when raising a child with special needs is so imperative, uh, not only to you, but also to the child too. Because once again, you know, another, another factor that we're afraid of as awesome parents is my child having friends, you know, um, to this day, uh, excuse me, I'm sorry, one party I've had with my son uh, for his birthday, and this was a past relationship where um, they had multiple children, so we were able to do that, but um, unfortunately, we haven't been able to get my son an actual party now um, in my marriage, though, since his new brothers and sisters are teenagers, we're still giving them um, that full love. But it's nothing like seeing a birthday party with a whole bunch of kids, maybe in his classroom, so forth and so on, that'll celebrate with them. 
I'm here to let you know it is going to happen. Don't ever think that your child is never going to uh, be able to have friends, be able to relate to people. He will. He will. He or she, excuse me, will leave a mark on that child, on that adult's heart to sit there and get that invitation and be like, all right, we're going to be there. Even yeah. though I don't understand autism, I don't understand him. Sometimes I don't know why he does the things he's going to do. I'm going to be there because he moved something in my heart to make me just think about love and life and how it's supposed to be a compassion. So we're going to go, you know? Um, and I always say to Andrew, it's not about the amount of friends that you have. Mm -hmm, it's not mm -hmm. about the, the quantity, it's about the quality. The quality, exactly. It and is, it is. Andrew is one of those people that he really craves friendships and it's really hard for him to find that connection with people. But he has one good friend that he met in grade in first grade. Oh wow. I was going to say year one here because that's what how they call it year year one. <laughs> year one. Okay. Um and that's been his friend. And wow. recently when he had his assessment, the, the the assessor obviously asked him, Do you have any friends? And he said, I just have that one good friend. Mm -hmm. And it was really nice because I know that this child, he has been raised really, really well. And he's such a loving, loving soul. And he wow. adores Angel. Wow. And that's what I keep saying to him. You have him. You know, yeah. It doesn't matter how many you have. You know, mm -hmm. and I think with him, it was the fact that we had his, ten, uh, his birthday party last year, um, his ninth birthday party. Okay. And out of the entire classroom, only six showed up. Wow. And we're talking about a classroom of 32 children. Wow. That was hurtful. That, that was, was hurtful, hurtful for him. It was hurtful, it was hurtful for me. For you. Yeah. Because not only the fact that they never showed up, they never even RSVP. You know, wow. I put out my phone number and no one even said, we're not coming. So wow. I spent loads of money, which I, I was ready to spend it because it was for my child. But the yeah. fact that no one even took the, the, the chance to send I'm sorry, we can't make it. You know, it yeah. is rude and, and it is horrible. And why? Because he's different? Because we're not from here? Mm -hmm. uh, are, are you being racist? Are you being, mm -hmm. you know, prejudiced? Are you, what is it? You know, why? For, and for they don't realize the effect that they do on, on the, that they have on the child. First off, I want to give you, uh, you know, a round of applause, you know, uh, uh, you know, a salutation to you for actually being able to be open about it, um, because I know it still hurts you. I could tell. Uh, I could yeah. look at certain things that I could tell. Um, and also for being strong enough to even still press on, because I know even though I wasn't there, I didn't even meet you until recently, but I know you still smiled at your child and say, hey, we got six friends here. We're going to make the best of it and we're going to have yeah. fun. That is the thing. We are in a, a very fragile time frame in life. And wh what I mean by that is that there are people battling so many different things that they don't know what to do, how to act or how to behave. The, one of the biggest things is fear. Everybody is scared of something right now, whether it be uh, uh, something financially, whether it be um, something in their family, emotionally, some, everybody is scared about something right now. The only thing that is going to overcome fear is love. Yeah. 
So what I tell parents, because you're not the first one I heard this, and I'm looking forward to the day when it happens to me. And unfortunately, I know it's going to happen to me. But when I see this, it's their loss. Because they had the opportunity to see the purest form of love that you could possibly see on this planet to date right now. Everyone is always craving and crying how they're looking for real love, true love, uncut, undulterated love. And yet they miss the opportunity right here. So there, there will be other mothers out there that'll hear this, that may experience this or have. Your child just gave a blessing to six people. Six people heart just grew and grew and took off those layers of callousness and their parents heart just grew. So now, you know how we're, you know, masking up with COVID-19 and we got to watch what we do and what we say. You just infected six people with love and six people infected six parents. That's 12 people infected with love. Now think of how much love is going around there right now. So don't ever think it's going to happen again. Don't be too upset that, oh my God, I remember this time that my child, no, celebrate it. And how you celebrate is you sit there and you'd be like, yo, listen, I I threw this party. I invited 30 people, six of them showed up, but we had a party. And you know what? Those six people are very, very aware of what autism is. And that's what I said to Angel. I said, and that's the first time that I think I mentioned to him about the quality instead of the quantity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I said, we only had six people and then we had your cousins and we yep. had, you know, uh, my, my, my friends. Mm-hmm. We had a great time. There it you go. A great birthday. There he you go. He loved it. He was really happy. And then I said to him, he did say, I'm sad they, they didn't show up. And I'm like, the ones that needed to be there, the ones there. that wanted to celebrate with you, were mm-hmm. there. And that's mm-hmm. what counts. That's what counts. And that's, that's the way it is. And that's, that's the way it is, is. And that's the way it's going to be for the rest of his life. You know, yeah. not everyone is going to show up to everything he does. And it's unfortunate that they have to experience it when they're so little. Yes. Yes. But yes. it is how the world runs, unfortunately. It is. It is. It is. It's, it's. We're coming, we're coming through a breakthrough time. It's, it's going to cease. It is going to cease. Um, you know, we can, we can unpack that as much as possible for anybody that's listening to this. It's going to come. Love is going to come. Pure love is going to come. And uh, the thing about this is that our, our awesome children who are, you know, just that children right now, they're going to grow up to be these adults, these amazing, loving adults, and they're going to have families, they're going to have wives, they're going to have husbands, they're going to have children and grandchildren and everything that's going to warm our hearts. And they're going to give homage or pay homage to the people like you, to the mothers who didn't give up like yourself, to the fathers like me, who who just lay it out there. Everybody that's just putting in and pouring into their lives, uh, they're going to do that. You know, it, they remember everything. They're everything. Going, they, they remember everything. Everything. And, and everything. Angel during Christmas when we're putting up our tree. Um, I'm one of those people that puts up the tree in November. Okay. All right. It's Thank nothing you. wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with that. He goes to me, um, when I grow up, I'm going to do the same with my children. And I'm going to tell them that you loved Christmas and that now I love Christmas because of you. There you go. And I was like, 
I've got my job. There you go. There you go. You see the foundation that you you gave hope. You know, you gave hope to somebody, your child, who's going to give that hope and branch it out. And even think about this, even for the people that he meet. That's not going to be his children, maybe friends, maybe you go away to college. Exactly. He has college. He's going to be like, yo, we're going to, we're going to paint this room Christmas. Like everything's going to be there. And they're going to sit there and be like, I never was that Christmas type of person. Well, you are now. They're going to understand how it is to belong, to yeah. be a part of something. And it, once again, it, I, I can't, I can't keep on going into it enough how much, you know, my child has changed my life, how much these children changed our lives. You know, if you take the time to walk into their world, you know, yes. take yourself out of yours and, and, and walk into their world, you know, and, and an interesting point, not too many people know is that I am considered physically disabled. I am by the government. I have a medical condition on my right leg called the AV fistula. Um, oh, okay. It's the absence of a main vein in my leg. They used a port on one of the other veins to actually keep the circulation going from my brain down to my foot and back up. I've been gawked at. I've been ridiculed by both adults and children. I've been asked, ew, what's wrong with your leg? So once again, I was being prepped early on in my life to be able to stand up for my son, but not only for my son, for individuals like your children for individuals like someone else's children to yeah. speak up about it. But I didn't know that yet, but I was being prepped for it. This is the reason why I sit there and I do the, my show. This is the reason why I reach out to mothers and I especially reach out to fathers and I tell them, listen, don't be like me. You're, you're wrong. Don't be like me. Be like this. I'm trying to give them, you know, that that exit way out so they could get their life right now and not sit there and be like, oh, I wasted all this time. I should have been doing this. I should have been doing that. There's time now. Because that's the thing, you know, because his children are so smart. Mm -hmm. They're so clever. They remember everything. Mm -hmm. They're going to grow up to become adults. Yes. And then they're going to be the ones that are going to realize who was there and mm -hmm. who wasn't. Yep. Yep, they sure will. They, they without. And I really don't want to be in that other end. No, no, don't, because they're going to ask you, straight faced, yeah. why weren't you there? And they want to answer on why you weren't. And if they feel like the answer is not good, it's, it's a lie. Yeah, they're they're going they're going to tell you. Oh well, that's a lie because and they'll keep a straight face to you. You oh, know, yeah. don't you don't you don't want to disappoint your your child. You never want to disappoint your child. Uh, you have to be the coldest hearted person on the face of this earth to sit there and say, hey, uh, you know, I, it is what it is. I, I can't I can't do nothing about it. You know, if you and, you know, the, the child's parent is not getting along, it's not about that. It's about no. the child. You know, you got to find a way to be in your child's life. You know, my mom was a single mom for uh basically since I was born, you know, I have a relationship with my dad. Now he came and found me after a certain amount of years where we've been that since she passed away, but she never was at any of my performances, anything that I could possibly do. She wasn't at. And the reason why is because she was working. She was trying to provide. And funny enough, in the absence of my dad, I saw a woman really working, really doing hard work and, and doing what she do in order to provide. And I actually was able to learn, okay, 
this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to work, but I'm a man. So I'm supposed to work. I'm supposed to be efficient like my mom, laundry, dishes, cleaning the whole house. I learned these aspects from my mom. So then when my dad came along, he looked and was like, oh, well, I mean, you're pretty much a grown person. Yes, but I still needed him. The point yes. I'm trying to make is that don't wait until 20 years down the line and be like, oh, here I go. No, get in there. If it's been a year, if it's been two years, if it's been two days, two weeks, it doesn't matter. Call. Hey, listen, I need to see my son or daughter. I'm sorry. Can we make something work out? Be exactly. in their life. You know, it's enough stress out here in the world. That's your stress reliever. That little that little child looking at you, giving you hugs, saying mommy or daddy, that's your stress reliever. At the end of the day, that gives you the refuel of energy to go down, sleep, wake back up and do it all again, you know? Yes, and it's also the fact that um, you have these people, you know, men and women that mm -hmm. they're selfish mm -hmm. and they're expecting for that other parent to come and beg and reach and yeah. please can you see yeah. this now and please yeah. can you be involved. And mm -hmm. there's disappointment and there's this school act and, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. they have to realize that we are way too busy to be doing that, the chasing. Yeah. Yeah. And it comes to a point that as a parent, you just don't care anymore. You know, yeah. Like, if you want to be there, be there. If you don't, then don't. Then don't. But don't expect me to be chasing you. And exactly. that's exactly what you were saying. You know, it doesn't matter the relationship. There's a reason why a relationship ended. Mm -hmm. But that's completely different. It has nothing to do with a yeah. child. It's that has nothing to do with the relationship between a mom and a child or a dad and a child. They that's have it. to be there. That's it. You have to be there. You have to be there. You chase jobs, you chase cars, you chase fame, you chase money, uh, you chase the latest sneakers out, you chase video games, PS4s or PS5 or whatever the case may be. Chase your children. Exactly. Stop chasing material things and chase children. Chase that that part of you that has been placed on this planet that, you know, at when it's your time to go, you know, at your funeral, you want people to come up to your child and be like, look, your mom was an amazing woman. Or you will say, hey, your dad was a great man. You know, you want that because they're going, they're going to have that profound proudness that, hey, you know what? I know he was a great man, but look of everybody that knew he was a great person. I want to be just like them. You know, I want to strive to do that. Nobody's it's that perfect. Example. It's setting that example of being exactly. a great human being, of being a great dad, because that's the effect that person is going to have on the child you know if you are an amazing parent then that child will grow to be mm -hmm. an amazing parent as well and exactly. that's a chain reaction of what you do and if you're absent you're only hurting the child because mm -hmm. later on that person is going to be like why he or she didn't want to be with me why they never showed up to school place you know you knew that your mom wasn't there because she was the person working and providing and, exactly. and she had to do it not exactly. because you had no clue what was going on because nope. you, you it's not like you felt unwanted I, I knew really the opposite yeah yeah it was complete opposite I knew I knew I had a strong foundation I had a I had a first off I understood what love was because this woman at, at her young tender age of 17 when she had me sat there and said, don't let my baby die. Do the operation that you need to do. This woman sat there and and fought all these people who would sit there and look at me and just gawk and, and say little things. And, and she just recognized me as normal. 
She recognized me as normal. She said, you can do anything that you set your, your heart out to do. And I have done everything from run marathons to be a corrections officer. I'm a firefighter right now. I'm going to school currently for EMT. I'm doing everything that possibly someone out there who has the same ailment or anything else sit there and be like, ah, that's too difficult. I can't do that. You know, it's going to hurt, you know, things like that. Yeah, it's going to hurt. But you know what? Life hurts. <laughs> Life hurts, you know? It's life is not easy. And no. Shane is seeing all this. Shane is seeing all the pain, all the work. Oh, oh yeah, all, Shane. All the struggles. Shane and then, you know, you're going to be unsuccessful, whatever you decide to become, either mm -hmm. continue your career as a firefighter or an EMT. Mm -hmm. And then he's going to be like, if dad can do it, then I can do it. I then can. I can be like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the whole point of being a parent. It is. It is. That's the whole point. And I'll, I'll like to piggyback off that. That's the whole point of being a man. That is the essence of being a man. It's not being cold hearted. It's not being afraid to shed a tear. It's not being afraid to, to recognize your failures, be able to speak on your failures, but also speak on how you're going to get away from that failure and do better. That is the essence of a man and, and yeah, failing. Not it's not 1950s anymore in which oh, no. men had to go out and work and the woman had to stay at home with the children oh, no. and oh, no. then dad had nothing to do with their, you know, with mm -hmm. the upbringing. Right now, a female can earn as much or more as mm -hmm. a male and there's nothing wrong with that. No. And no. there's nothing wrong with having two working parents oh, no. and a child with additional needs. Yeah. And if you want to do it, you will find the time to be a good parent to set up examples, to be mm -hmm. present and to do mm -hmm. everything that your child needs for you to do. Exactly. Exactly. It, it, it doesn't take much. It no. really, it doesn't take much. I think we complicate things too much. We overthink them. Uh, a lot of times you can't overthink love. You can't overthink family. These are the common things that come naturally. They should come naturally. And if they don't come naturally, that's when you have to reevaluate what's important to you. You know, what's the bottom line? What's important to you? It should be nothing else in this world that's most important to you than your home. Your home is your castle, your domicile. This is where you dwell at. So when you when you dwell at, you want nothing but positivity. You want nothing but love. You want nothing but nurturing going on to pouring into every single person in there. It's most important that you take care of that. But as you take care of that, you spill on to your neighbor. You spill on to someone that you see. It could be as simple as a good morning. Hey, how's your day going? Or, hey, you look great. You must be doing something good. These are the things every single day that we can do. You know, it, it, it starts. And with the men, I think it starts more with just getting that anger. If you have anger, getting that, that ego out of them, you know, just dissipating with that and understanding the fundamentals of really what a man is supposed to be a leader, you know, someone that's supposed to be a, 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 not only a head of a household for a household, but also a community, you know, be the one that's, that's activist, you know, that's going out there, that's speaking out, that's standing up for right, whether it be for your family or someone else that lives across the street, you know, um, that's what the essence of really being a man is. And I think we're really getting away from that more and more every year that I see that we're getting away from that. Um, but to some degree, because we do come together sometimes for the negative, to speak up about things that are in the negative, but why can't we do this with the positive? We need yeah, that yeah. more and more and more and more. Um, like I said, I'm speaking speaking everything from 
from experience because I experienced this, you know? And I think that parents that are really struggling with their child's diagnosis, because I was one that really struggled with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I knew it. I knew it from the, from the very beginning. Yeah. I knew it. But when you have that confirmation, it's really hard. And I went into like a really bad depression and yeah. ended up having panic attacks. And um, it, it, to the point that my partner one day almost called an ambulance because I just couldn't control it. And yeah. My panic attacks were getting really bad. Yeah. I also ended up in medication. Yeah. And the one thing that I always say to anyone struggling is just go to therapy. Yeah. There's it's nothing okay. Wrong nothing wrong with it. it. Either you're a man or a woman. You know, because it's that a stigma. Oh, mm-hmm. man can now go to therapy. Mm-hmm. It's it's what you need. It's what yeah. your child needs. And I was in therapy for a year. And now when oh. I got my, my diagnosis for my 10-year-old, I was like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's get it. <laughs> let's do this. You know, let's 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 go at it head first. Let's go strong. You know, um, you're you're right. You're absolutely right. You need you need therapy. You need a good foundation. You need a good base. Um, there's so many people that are lost, and what I mean lost out here is that it's everybody following everybody. It's nobody standing still and be like, well, I'm not following anybody. I'm just doing my own thing. You know, I'm going to focus on the direction where I'm going to focus and I'm going to build and keep the positivity coming and allow it for it to change me for the better. I don't think there's people doing that right now, you know? And and it's, 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 you have to be happy and feel better with yourself in order for give that happiness Mm -hmm. to your child. Mm -hmm. You you can not make your child happy if you're not happy with yourself that is absolutely correct absolutely correct that is most essential you got to be happy happy with yourself you definitely do you know it's definitely it is it's it's as you said the foundation but you as being like as well uh as you were you know in a partnership you had a child that partnership broke up and now you have a wife mm-hmm. and there's a, this other dynamic that comes into play when you have a, a child in the spectrum mm-hmm. how did that play along how uh, do they get along how is their relationship how is their relationship in the beginning well i i have to say you know as a you know previous a single father um because we do have we're scared too, to introduce our children to women you know don't don't think that you know guys are just like oh here here go my kid here just take them I'll, I'll be back later no we're we're very picky very selective um so you know my wife which was my girlfriend at the time when i introduced them i paid attention to her more so than what i did to my child um, <laughs> I paid attention to her because she had to really seek understanding within the child without looking for me for clarification, if that makes sense. Um, When he spoke to her, she had to sit there and actually decipher maybe what he was saying because the sentences may have been choppy or he may have been rambling on about something that excited him. So she wouldn't ask me any questions, which was a very, very good thing. She would just sit there and listen to him and talk back and try to ask him more questions to get on board of what he was saying. That was a very, very clear indication like, okay, this is going to be a good a good match, a good team, a good combo, um, a good care provider for uh, my son. Now, explaining autism after the initial meeting was 
pretty much the hardest part because you're asking someone who is outside the box to explain what's in the box, <laughs> if, if that makes sense. So I had to explain basically from the beginning what I endured and it wasn't, uh, you know, ill, ill, ill hearted towards my, my ex-wife, his mom. It was just explaining all the wrong things that I did in that relationship that got me to the point of here so that my partner can appreciate for one, the journey that I've been on, two, the growth in myself and also my son, but three, where we should be going as far as a unit, as far as a family unit, and as far as my son's growth, where it should actually be growing, you know? Um, so I think that was really, really important. It was really, really hard for me to really just talk and, and just really just break down everything, but it was necessary and it was needed, you know? No, um, yes. You know, where, where we're at now, everybody gets along. They understand Shane and his differences. Um, but his differences are his strengths in his family. So where other people lack in our family, he picks up. And where he lacks, we pick up. So now it works very, very fluid together. Yeah, it's, it's the, those little puzzles that they start fitting together. When mm -hmm. my partner met the kids, I remember um, that was really funny because Angel, as I said, Angel says things he doesn't have. No filter. <laughs> no filter. No filter whatsoever. <laughs> And comes in in the house, you know, I had already prepared him, you know, mommy's going out with someone. It was the first time he was meeting someone after dad. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Dan comes in and Kalal, he needed to get changed, a diaper change. Was a, I was like, okay, I have to go. So I'm leaving you two here, you know, in the different room. Uh -huh. I know he's there outside. And then Dan comes and he's like, you know what your child said to me? I was like, what? He came to me and said, I have a dad already. <laughs> oh, man. Listen, I, he just let them know, like, look, I got a dad already. So, but you know, Dan said that that was the best thing because mm -hmm. he knew then that he wasn't having that expectation yes. of filling in as a dad. Filling in. Yep. He That's knew exactly good. where he started and where his dad started in in his feelings and who they were and now they're best friends i there mean dad and angel they're just go on themselves they go out shopping they do their own thing and they, they they have this great dynamic they're they're really really in tune with each other that's amazing that's amazing and 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 that's the thing is like it's 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 not easy when you're a single parent to go out mm -hmm. there and date mm-hmm and, and, and explaining what autism is yeah, and their behaviors and their things and their quirks and what they excel maybe, you know, but then you find that right person. Yeah. There is that, that right person. There's someone out there that will understand you and your child, your child. And that's it. You know, you, as we say, we are just a little unit. It's, it's yeah. us four. We understand each other. Mm -hmm. And like you said, what, they're, they're like their strength we pick up and he picks up on ours and it's and, and it go. flows it's a it's a whole dynamic i mean anyone comes from the outside and they're going to think they're crazy yeah they're they're <laughs> like they going on here? like wow like yeah you know what but it's it's you know what you you welcome you go into a country 
and you are like, oh my God, this is totally different. I don't know what to do. I'm scared. You can even go to a different city and feel like that. So, yeah. you know, going into a, a, a different family unit and just really seeing what other people do is always going to be scary. No matter who you are, it's always going to be scary. It's what you do, what you take from that and how you change yourself to not fit the mold, but just be openly accepting of what you see and what you experience. That's the biggest thing, you know, um, it's, it's the one, it's the one must of autism parents all across the world. You have to accept what our reality is. And once you accept that, you will be first, that's the first step of just gaining strength and understanding, knowing and feeling for autism parents such as us. That's the first initial thing is just accepting the world. Hey, yes. your child has autism. I find your child interesting. I'll find you interesting. I wanna learn more. You just welcome, you just open that door and now it's time for you to walk in. And that initial step is going to be a doozy, but trust me, once you open yourself to that, you will find a love like no other. Once again, I keep on saying, it's something about these children, something and about these children. what we do, what you do with your podcast, what I do with my podcast, it is very important because we're not aiming to just autism parents. Our mm -hmm. actual aim, at least mine is, all those that are not autism parents mm, mm -hmm. because that's how they're going to be more accepting of our children and mm -hmm. how they're going to raise their children to be more accepting of children that are a little bit different True. The, because True. children are cruel <laughs> yes they are Let yes they are they yes are they cruel. are yes they our are children don't have filter but children are cruel, cruel. and they yes. say things that can hurt and that they can and it can make damage for years to come and is it is very important that as a parent you know of a non-autistic child you raise your child to know that there, there are people that are different out there and mm -hmm. that you have to accept everyone for who they are whatever True. race whatever gender yes. whatever ethnicity yes anything you yes. They have to learn to respect all human beings for what they are and True. who they are. True. And that's how, that's my my main goal is to everyone out there that doesn't understand autism. You don't mm -hmm. need to understand it. You don't. You just you need don't. to accept it. Accept it. Acceptance. One thing that we're all searching for is acceptance. And you need to accept our children. You need to accept these individuals. You need to accept us as the parents. Uh, you need to just really realize uh, the, the struggles that we go through from day to day, the unheard struggles um, that that just just overpower us. You know, everybody has a tough life. There's nobody out here that does not have a tough life. I'm not saying that we have it harder. We just experience something that most people will never experience in their life, which is fine, which is fine. We are here to let you know how it feels. We are here to give you a little bit of that so you could take away a different perspective about life. So you, maybe you can appreciate your life a little bit more. You know, maybe you could just be thankful for the blessings that you have in your life. Um, I, I think and the takeaway is strong. With me, for example, is the fact that I know how hard it is to be accepted. So mm -hmm. uh, as I said before, I grew up in Miami, mm -hmm. but I'm originally from Argentina. And oh, wow. when I came okay. to the US, I had no idea 
a, a word in English. Oh, um, wow. I, I think I, I knew one to ten and hello, goodbye. And <laughs> That's good enough. I, you you can survive down in Miami with that. You good. You good. I went to school. I was in seventh grade and I didn't know anything. And I didn't know the culture. I and, and I felt so out of place. Yeah. And then throughout my life, this is my sixth country where I left. And it's finding that acceptance. You know, I I came to England. Wow. which has a history of wars with Argentina. Yep, yep. So, <laughs> I mean. And it was that thing, you know, like, what am I going to do there? And I lived in Italy, and I didn't know any Italian until I learned wow. it. And then I lived in Canada, and everyone wow. was like, you're not white, white, blonde. You're not Canadian. Yeah, you're not, you're not Canadian, hey? You know, shout out to all my Canadian peoples. I got a couple of people out there, you know. Oh, I love Canada. I have so oh, many yeah. friends over there. They're amazing. Oh, yeah. And I miss everything except the cold weather. <laughs> yeah, you know. That's fine. I'm, I don't like the rain here, though. But, <laughs> <laughs> but as I was saying, you know, is it's finding that acceptance. It's finding that group you know, that, that you're going to click. And mm. that's what I keep thinking. I keep saying to Angel and hopefully Kadal when he comes to some sort of understanding what the world is, is you shouldn't have to be finding a click to finding a group of people that will accept you for who you are. True. You know, it should just be a natural thing. It should True. just be that you just walk in there and no one is staring at you because you're flapping your hands. True, true, true. Or because maybe you have a tick. Yeah. Uh, it, it should be just normal. Yes. Not like we're trying to normalize so many things in the world right now that aren't. Why? Now, why aren't these things normalized? It should be normal. These are mm -hmm. acts like people do because they're different. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. And it's that acceptance. So I hope that, you know, with what we do, we, we can reach someone. We can reach that people, you know, outside of our world. And they're going to say, Crazy. yeah, you know what? I met someone autistic and they mm -hmm. are absolutely amazing. The amazing. Exactly. Um, let's, let's, let's do the fight with them. You know, let's raise awareness. Let's just keep on, on bringing it. Because that's the one thing that I noticed in, 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 in U.S. I went back after 12 years last oh, wow. February. Oh, wow. Wow. Experience, Experience, huh? Oh, yeah. Experience, huh? <laughs> it was completely different. But I was talking to my mom and I was talking to family friends. And, and they're like, we don't have that awareness here in U.S. Mm -hmm. that you have in U.K., Mm -hmm. You know, UK is, it's, and that's what people hear. They don't, they don't realize how bad it is over there. Oh yeah. Oh, how oh, difficult yeah. it is the healthcare system to begin. Ooh. How expensive yes. everything is. Yes. Preach. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. We're uh, very lucky here that we have the healthcare system that we have. I mean that that goes into a whole whole other topic. Oh yeah, uh, a whole other unpacking of so many years of uh, dead ends as far as answers to questions. Um, the 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 fruit 
of of this conversation, the fruit of 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 your comments just now, um, is we are lacking. We are lacking very much um, on the understanding, and 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 people don't really get it. Is that you know our children are our future, so we need to tend to our future now to make sure they are progressively successful in this world growing up how can we how can we plan for the future for the growth of mankind of the human species if we're not tending to the needs to the to the conditions the diseases of of, of many different things that children are suffering it's almost like sometimes they're expendable and I hate to say it, but if you look at it, you know, it's it's over and over again how expendable children are. Uh, but yeah, let's make sure we cop the next Ferrari or we get this or we get that. But when it comes down to finding a cure for child cancer, uh, any cancer or specific uh, diseases, you know, we, we're lacking on that. And and I just think we need to put our future first. You know, I, I remember growing up, there was a big campaign slogan, you know, uh, kids are our future education. Where is that slogan now? I haven't even heard it for education. And that's another bad aspect of this country. You know, you know, shout out to my son's school district. There's so many school districts out there that are doing amazing jobs. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I'm sorry. Uh, well, not really. Philadelphia, you suck. Philadelphia school system sucks. I mean, it is what it is. I, I, I was a part of it. I've been through there. I've seen it. Uh, my son was in it for a very short time. Um, there's a lot of things that need to take place. I think over there, and I could be wrong, uh, don't quote me, quote me, but I think they pay more attention to the parents, the, the people, you know, in opposed to over here. And, and quote me on this. And it's funny, I was just saying this, you know, there are people out there who go to school, therapists, you know, uh, bachelor's degrees, doctorates for autism. I applaud you so much of t your time you have given for that. But I, I don't want to see another person in a suit tell me how I should be towards my child. I want to see somebody that looks just like me talk to me and say, hey, I know what to be. I know how it feels. I know where your mind is going, but you can get through this. This is what I want to see more of. That's, that's the one thing that I always say when I have someone like that and they mm -hmm. start, you know, talking and, oh, you should do this and you should do that. that exactly. My, my instant reaction is, do you have an autistic child? Exactly. Who are you, you to tell me? a child with sensory processing difficulties. Exactly. You exactly. have a child that is nonverbal. No. So then don't tell me what to do. Exactly. Out of the two of us, guess who's more professional? Exactly, like, exactly, exactly. Every single exactly, day. exactly. And this is the reason for the awesome show to give that platform for everyday workers, for the blue collar workers who can't get up on a TV show and speak out about what they've been through, who don't have an MBA or a doctorate or any type of you know, uh, letters or whatever behind their name to get up there and just really speak out. This is the reason why, you know, uh, I, I not to pinpoint, but really just to get the black and brown community to speak up more about autism. We need to. This is not something that you just be like, oh, they're going to grow out of it. This is something that we need to take hold of and we need to get the understanding. And yes, 
I get it. When you go in the doctor's office, you feel like they're sitting there and they're judging you. They feel like they're judging your child. I get it. You know what? At the end of the day, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm telling people this is the reason why I'm telling my story, being as transparent as possible to give them the strength to sit there and be like, okay, there's something a little bit different about my child, which is fine. I just need to get a plan together, which means a diagnosis. So I know how to start at this, to look at this and progress on. It's no problem with that. Yeah. Um, I and just- that's, And that's the thing is, it's great when we have both countries, you know, mm -hmm. because it's, I always say it's one human body, not mm -hmm. autism. It doesn't change because it's US. Exactly. It's UK. Exactly. It's autism is autism. Yeah, it's all over the world. Same so thing. Maybe we can learn from you guys. You guys can, you guys learn, can learn from, from us. Exactly. Exactly. We can all treat it. Exactly. Like the same thing. Exactly. Everywhere. Exactly. I need, I need a UN. Therapy. I need a UN of autism. That's what I need right now. I need the UN of autism. I need everybody. I, I'm down with it. I need everybody relaxed, clothes. Listen, you want to wear a button up? That's fine. Flare that button up open, though. Relax. I need you to be very comfortable because when you speak to me as an autism parent, I need some sympathy. I need to see it in your eyes. And that's what some of the now we're doing good over here. We're doing a lot better with doctors actually being compassionate about a diagnosis. But back when my son got diagnosed, it was like, uh, yeah, your son's on the spectrum. And that was it. Here go a printout. And that was it. No compassion, no feelings, no understanding. That's what we had to deal with. That has to stop. Oh, and it yeah. stops. It stops with me as a man, as a father. I have to stand up and I have to speak out for my community, the autism community. The world is my community. I have to put myself out there in order for people to see somebody that looks like me because the demographic is also changing too. The kids that are, are, are being diagnosed are younger of younger parents. People who are living in urban settings, who are living in corporate settings, people who are living in the country, so many different aspects. You don't know how to do them. So give them somebody that they can relate to. You and know? people need to understand there isn't a reason why mm -mm. our children are autistic. Mm -mm. Canal had a genetic testing. Mm -hmm. It just came back normal. See? See? So normal. stop pointing the fingers. I don't want to hear, oh, I'm thinking about getting genetic testing. Don't you dare waste that money. And don't you sit there and point the finger at anybody. Okay? This is a blessing. Take it for what it is. Learn from this blessing and grow from this blessing. You know what I mean? God saw something in your life was like, oh, listen, we need to change that. We need to change your heart because it's not going to end up good. And they gave you this child and it's the, it, they are there. He or she is there to change your heart. Remember that. Yeah, Remember definitely. that. Definitely. Jane, thank you so, so much. <laughs> it's no problem. We sit there, we conversate. Listen, I, I can't wait to these restrictions get lifted a little bit more because I am coming over there. You know, I got some peoples over in London uh, that are dying for me to come over there. I'm definitely making the trip. Um, oh, that is that is great. on the bucket list. I'm definitely making the trip. I'll bring it to Liverpool. That definitely. I'm I'm yo. I'm oh, calling you up, and oh, we're we're going village. through there. Yes, yes. It's, we have a really really great amazing group of people here. I'm I'm part of the Liverpool Parents and Carers Forum. Nice. I'm a member. Nice. Okay. We help parents 
I'm a parent representative. I, okay. I, I go to parents and, and I help them with, you know, whatever they need to get their child either, you know, signposting to different um, services or help them with schools. Nice. Because I've gone through that battle. Yep. And I just want to make sure that they, they do have that support. So we here in Liverpool, we have a really amazing, amazing team. Liverpool wants to be the first artist-friendly city in UK. Oh, let's so get it. It, 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 it let's is. Get it. We have a lot of things here going on for let's our autistic it. children. So whenever you want to come, yo, I'm. A, it, it seems like I'm gonna have to definitely book that flight. It yes. seems like definitely I'm gonna have to go over to Liverpool. Shout out to my peoples in Liverpool, you know, and just, 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 just get it in with you guys. Let's, 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 let's get it together. You know, let's make it happen. But thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for your transparency. Uh, more people need that. Please continue to do what you're doing because you're inspiring me as a man to match that. And that's one of the most important things, men. We simply tend to fall back and let the women take lead in this. Now it's our turn to come up to the front, come to the side, walk through this together. That's the most exactly. important thing. It's not a competition. It's when we as women, we see men coming up and, and taking the lead, mm -hmm. we're going to be right beside you. We're exactly. Going to be right there fighting with you. Exactly. It's our same fight. It's the exactly. same battle. Yes, it is. Men cannot expect the woman to be behind mm -hmm. because that's not going to happen. Nah, it's not going to happen. And it shouldn't happen. Side to side fighting it. Exactly. Until we get what we deserve, until we get what our children deserve. Exactly. Definitely. Exactly. Thank you very much. James, Thank you. Please tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, on your social media platforms and your podcast. Hey, listen, come be a part of the awesome family um, on IG, Instagram. That is T-H-E-A-U-S-O-M-E-S-H-O-W, The Awesome Show. Um, we're also on Facebook, the same spelling, uh, T-H-E-A-U-S-O-M-E-S-H-O-W. And then also on YouTube, I have a couple of the episodes and it's the awesome show 2020. Um, I also have a couple of episodes of the podcast. I'm sorry. I'm so much into training and, and learning for the EMT, but I will be getting back to that. But we have very, very interactive interviews, people, interesting people in this world. Once again, to let you know that you are not alone um, and, you know, DM me, DM me. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, if you would like to be a guest on the show, you know, message me. That's what the platform is for. But uh, yeah, just reach out. Uh, it's going to be exciting. Exciting. Definitely. And I will tag you along and everything, all the promo and everything on my Instagram. People, if you want to follow me, uh, my Instagram is mindslink. I'm sorry. It's minds.link. There you go. They wouldn't allow me to do mindslink. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Mindslink. You can also email me at mindslink.liverpool at gmail.com. And you can find the podcast on Spotify and iTunes as well. If you are on iTunes, please leave a review because that is what's going to bring review. it up to other people. Yep. And the more people we can reach, the better. And talk, we can talk. spread the autism awareness, which is the yes. most important thing right now. Yes. So yes. thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. You have a lovely, lovely afternoon. Yes. I am going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Do your thing from over the pod. 
Go ahead, do your thing. It's still still pretty early over here, so I got a couple more hours about to hit the books, make it happen, you know. But uh, and definitely, I can't wait to have you again on the show. Definitely, I can't. I can't wait to be a guest, and and, and I'm gonna have you on mine. We're gonna set that definitely. up. Definitely have you on the show. Uh, but everybody, be blessed, be safe. Uh, safe, excuse me, but believe me and remember this, that God is first. He is in orchestrating everything that's going on. Uh, make your foundation God first. Everything else will fall in line. All right, your children are beautiful. You are beautiful. You are doing a, an amazing job. Remember that. Take care. Stay safe. Thank you.